Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. So our godly reaction is a sign to them and a testimony to them, but where does righteous indignation come in when somebody is mocking Christ, when somebody is uh, doing something that dishonors Christ or blaspheming Him? Shouldn't, we, shouldn't that cause some anger in our hearts? The answer is yes. There should be righteous indignation and there should be anger. Anger isn't the same thing as fear. It's appropriate for us to be upset, be unhappy emotionally when somebody is blaspheming God in our presence If that doesn't affect us at all, then that says something about how much we love Christ. However, here's a little guardrail for us about anger. Take Jesus at his angriest. Probably Matthew 23, I would say, where he lets loose on the religious leaders of Israel. You hypocrites, you whitewashed walls, you... He starts calling them names. He goes on and on and on. you, You can tell he's just yelling at them. But if you read the the full account, you find that just prior to that, he looked over Jerusalem and he wept. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I long to gather your children together like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you wouldn't. And now you're going to be destroyed. And there's tears coming down. Before I get into the flow of Matthew 23, woe to you, you Democrats, you Republicans. Before I get into that, if there's no tears coming down because I'm because I love them and I want to see them saved, then um, I'm missing half of the story. That that makes sense. Okay, what if, what if you have fear, but you go ahead and plow through and do what, do what you're supposed to do anyway? Is that sin? No, I think that's courage. Because, because courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. If it did, then uh, what, what would you need courage for? If I'm not afraid, what do I need courage for? There's no courage involved in me doing something that's not scary. So the very fact that we're called to be courageous means you're still going to feel that, that sensation of being scared while you're doing it, and yet you do it anyway, that's courage. That's the definition of courage. So it's even more commendable if you feel that fear. Okay, so what about... Um, okay, so is there any kind of suffering that we endure as Christians that's not suffering for Christ? Yeah, I think there is. I, think, um, I, th- I don't think we can classify all of our suffering as suffering for Christ. All of our suffering is from Christ. It all comes from God. But sometimes it's like chastisement. Like I commit sin and God has to train me and discipline me. And so he sends some chastisement in my life to teach me. That's good. It's for my benefit. It's from his love. It's a gift of grace. It's not really suffering for Christ in this sense. So I wouldn't say no. This applies to every bit of our suffering. Again, I think every bit of our suffering is good, it's for us. Even if it's from our own stupidity, it's still good and it's from God and it's for us. But suffering for Christ, I would, I would, I would, only, I would restrict it to just suffering that happens because of your commitment to Christ. Okay. When is it okay to seek relief? Uh, we don't want to be like the world where relief is the number one objective. But it is appropriate to seek relief. 
You know, there's a verse that a lot of people don't think of as a real theological verse, but it's, a, it's, it's an important one to me, and that is when Jesus was on, uh, you know, before he stilled the storm, when he was on the boat and he was sleeping in the big storm, it's, it mentions, Mark just mentions, and I don't know why he mentions this, but he just mentions that his head was on a cushion. <laughs> like His head was on a cushion, and then he tells the rest of the story. Um, well, to, to me, that's significant. He put his head on a cushion. Um, if there's something just like virtuous in suffering for the sake of suffering, like some kind of monk that, uh, that, that whips himself or something, then Jesus wouldn't have done that. He would have put his head on a rock or some sharp thing or whatever. He put his head on a cushion. It's okay to seek comfort. It's okay to seek relief. Uh, you see that many times in Scripture. Uh, God tells us, pray for relief. We can seek relief from God. We can seek to change our circumstances. If you have a hard job, um, then it's fine to seek an easier job. It's okay. It's just the, the problem only comes when, when the priority of relief and avoiding suffering is so high that more important things get relegated below it. So like if I have a job where I can, I can bring glory to Christ this much, but there's a lot of suffering... And then there's a real easy, cushy job over here, but I don't have as much opportunity to bring glory to Christ, then I should gravitate towards a harder one. I shouldn't gravitate towards a hard one just because I want to make myself suffer at all costs. If I can glorify God the same amount either way, I might as well go to the easier one. Um, so it's fine to, it's, if you have a headache, take an aspirin. Okay, that's fine. Paul told Timothy, take some wine for your stomach's sake. You're suffering, try to get rid of it if you can. But, just make sure that that doesn't become such a priority that you're missing opportunities to advance the gospel and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ because you're just so focused on relief. Okay, how do you know if one job will glorify him more than the other? Well, I just think you just study everything you can find in Scripture about what glorifies God. Um, and uh, there are some jobs that, like... It depends on your calling. It depends on your gift. There's just so many things that go into it. For, uh, for me, uh, I, my main way of trying to serve the Lord is through teaching. That's, my, that's what he's called me to do, is teach. And so I've always tried to find jobs that I can get the most money with the least amount of time so that I can have enough time to study and prepare. Now, if somebody else has the gift of giving, like if that's your spiritual gift, the gift of giving... It might be just the opposite. You don't need a lot of study time. You need money. And so you, you, you pick the job that pays a lot. Maybe, it, maybe you have to work 70 hours, but pays a lot because you want to be able to give, you know, and that's your spiritual gift. And so, so for me, the spiritual thing is to pick the 30-hour job, and for that guy, the spiritual thing is to pick the 70-hour job. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.